the message of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. Let's uh, have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this glorious message. Uh, it's a message of your glorious redemption. Lord, it's the same message that God has compelled uh, the church to preach for all these centuries. Lord, the, the message of repentance, the message of turning to Christ, the message of the joys of sin forgiven, the message of a life lived uh, beyond the understanding and scope of this life. And Father, it's your life. We pray, Father, that the message will be clear today. Help us, we pray, that you may be exalted and remembered on this glorious occasion. We lift you up, uh, up on high, uh, um, as it were, Lord, high and lifted up. Uh, and Father, we want to see Jesus today. May we do that in Jesus' name. Amen. We left this morning seeing that it was impossible for God the Father to leave Jesus in the tomb because he's God and it was impossible because Jesus is sinless. He, he's totally unable to sin. He, 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 couldn't, he couldn't decide not to sin. He just can't sin. It's never a question. He's a sinless son of God, totally and absolutely unable to sin, the sinless saviour. And yet he allowed his body to die so that all humanity's sins could be atoned for. Well, you imagine that. All the, the wrath of the father was placed on the son, you know, and his, 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 it was placed on him. And so there's, there's no more wrath to be placed on anything else because it was placed on the son. And so thank God for the fact that his, 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 uh, his, his, our wrath, when we turn repentance to Christ, it all falls on the Lord Jesus. And those without the Son, unfortunately, it falls on them. They're condemned, you know. But those who are in Christ, the wrath of God falls, has fallen on the Son. And it was impossible for Jesus not to rise up in resurrection. And uh, his eternal life, he has existed. For eternity past and present and future and he always is existing what a what a message uh, that we have to blaze across the, the the world to blaze across this 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 world that we live in as was sung he, this morning he lives he lives christ jesus lives today and and we he walks with me and, and, he, and he talks with me and along life's narrow way and he lives, he lives salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives, well, he just lives within my heart and we share it with people and, and there's a glorious message uh, to tell the world. There's, there's no message remotely like this gospel message uh, to a world that's full of hopelessness, that needs hope and we know that the world out there is hopeless. Oh, how hopeless would this world be if it wasn't for the empty tomb? But the empty tomb gives us this hope of resurrection. It shows us the power of God that can work in a life of an individual person when the almighty resurrection Christ's life takes over the life of an individual person, when they surrender to him. 
The Christian message is a glorious message of stability to a really unstable world, isn't it? Out there. It's a message of peace to a world that has no peace. It's a message of joy to a very unhappy world out there. It's a message of love to a very unloving and unkind world. It's just ask Israel Folau, you know, sharing about a word of scripture. It's a message of purpose to a world that offers no common sense. It's a message of comfort to a world that is hurting badly. It's a message of, of boldness and courage and strength to stand against the intimidation and his intimidation and the oppressiveness of our society today. The Christian has a message of separation distinct from the low values of the world today. So in light of the Christian message, look at three aspects of Peter's message on the day of Pentecost. First of all, it was a convincing message there in 25 and 25 to 36. It was a, a prophecy of the resurrection. Peter quotes from Psalm 16, 8 to 10 there in verses 25 to 27. That's a, that's a quote from, from the Old Testament. The Old Testament Psalms are, are often quoted in the, uh, in the New Testament. And David wrote, many of the Psalms saw the Lord on the cross in Psalm 22. In Psalm 69, he was on the cross. In Psalm 16, he's risen from the dead. Let's turn to Psalm 16. Psalm 16. Verse 8, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is, what, glad? My glory rejoiceth. My flesh, what is it, shall rest in hope? For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. What a glorious, what a glorious truth that is. It's a prophecy of the resurrection. It makes me glad. The gospel makes you sad, glad or mad. But, this, but the Lord Jesus Christ, his life dwelling an individual gives them, gives, gives them gladness and joy and hope for living. Many of God's Old Testament saints had puzzled over the references to death and yet the corruption, and yet the preservation of a corrupted body in Psalm 16. How could anyone die and escape corruption in the grave. But how could the Messiah die and escape the corruption of the grave? That was clear. Now it was clear in Acts chapter 2, verse 25. For he's on my right hand, I should not be moved. His face is always before me. It was a reality of God quickening the consciences of the listeners and when God quickens your conscience and convicts it and draws it to himself he does a work of grace David's soul there in, in verse 25 I, I foresaw the Lord also before my face you know he had a glimpse of the resurrection and it fortified him. 
and, and, and it made him strong. And if my Lord is not moved, then I can, I can never be moved if my Lord is not moved. This glimpse of the resurrection made, the, made David of old sing. It made him rejoice. It said, therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. You know? Oh, how a glimpse of heaven can put a song in your heart. And little wonder David was rejoicing because he writes about the Messiah not being left in hell and neither will his body decay in the grave. You know that reference there to because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, the, the picture there of the, of the Old Testament uh, place of uh, uh, Hebrew place of Sheol and in the Greek, in the Greek it's the place of Hades and they were, it's that, in back in those days before Christ resurrected, you had those com- compartmentalization of the of the of the of the place there of of um, what was called paradise and he- on one side and, the, and 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 hell on the other, and um, and so there's a there's this picture there of, of that uh, from the Old Testament ja- days when our Lord Jesus Christ when He rose from the dead. He, he went down there into paradise and took those captive, captive, made them captive to him and he brought them out there and brought them into heaven and, uh, and so that's where the saints are today. Neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Jesus Christ's body would die on the cross but it wouldn't decompose as we said this morning. His flesh did not see corruption. In verse 31 of our text, you've seen this before, spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, and neither his flesh did see the corruption. The simple reason for this is Jesus is sinless, and his corruption and decay of death stem from sin. One day, as I said this morning, if the Lord should tarry, our dead bodies will be caught up with our souls when the bride is caught away. It's a message of convincing regarding the resurrection. Convinced about the message and the prophecy of the resurrection. And as I said this morning, it's a and it's good repetition is repetition is good learning here and. Verses 34 and 35 talk about that second aspect of, uh, of, of, of the Lord there, uh, this prophecy. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make thy fools, foes, sorry, thy footstool. Therefore, and, and, and so those verses 34 and 35 are not a quote from Psalm 16, they're a quote from Psalm 110 verse 1. You want to turn over to Psalm 110, verse 1, and it's another quote from the Old Testament. And so we're just going through the foundations here. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. It's a quote there. Peter quotes from Psalm 110, verse 1. If David had not ascended into the heavens, then who had? We looked at this briefly at Rose City Baptist Church at prayer meeting some time ago on a Thursday night. And Psalm 110 verse 1 
actually reads like this. The Lord Jehovah said unto my Lord David's Lord Jesus Christ, Adonai Master, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. When will that happen? Oh, you people know very well. Praise God for Pastor Jacob's teaching. At the Battle of Armageddon. It'll happen. Jesus will defeat all opposing enemies. And he'll rule with this Ryan Odd. Ryan Iron Rod. A convincing message of the second coming. So Peter goes on to say that Jesus, you can crucified, is alive. He's coming back to earth again to take control and to bring judgment. See, Peter, Peter had a, had a convincing message. Are you convinced? <laughs> he, it was a convinced, convincing message of the resurrection. It was a convincing message of the second coming of Christ. It's a glorious message uh, there to the people who are hearing. But it's not only a convincing message, it's a convicting message. In verse 37 of Acts chapter 2, it said, Now when they heard this, they they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Oh, would it ever be that we'd all say that to God? What are we going to do without the grace of God? If we don't know Christ, what am I going to do? There's no hope. But there's a glorious message of hope in in our Saviour. Conviction is totally, absolutely essential for salvation. It's doubtful if there can be a genuine conversion without genuine conviction. Amen? There must be a conviction from the Spirit of God. The day that I, I, I came to know Christ as my Saviour, I knelt there beside the bed and I cried to the Lord in Romans 10, 13, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And nothing else is Christ alone. And the Spirit convicts of sin. And it makes people see their personal accountability before God. And all gospel preaching should convict of sin. And, 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 and so the Jews said to Peter in verse 37, what are we going to do now that we've heard all this? Well, the answer is twofold. It says there, verse 38, repent and be baptised in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Peter's referring to the whole saving faith when he says, repent there. It's a glorious thing to know, the saving knowledge of Christ. You get saved first, you get baptised by immersion. That's a glorious picture, isn't it? Salvation is a glorious picture of the forgiveness of God. It's a, it's a, it's a glorious picture of, of, um, of repentance. I was sharing it when I baptised Laura Dickey recently. Laura Dickey came forward. She heard a message about baptism and I was one point in the message. She came over. She said, God's told me I need to get baptised. That was it. This conviction by herself. 13 years of age. Praise God she knew that she was saved and she knew she needed to be identified. But I said, it can be a very inconvenient thing to step into the cold water and it's inconvenient to feel it when you get that, you know, that water and go. It's sort of an inconvenient experience in a sense because it's cold. Sin is an inconvenient thing to hear about, but it's so essential, isn't it? 
for the remission of sins. Notice that that's caused some people some problems. Verse 38. So the King James Bible translators understood that baptism... Remember, people had a knowledge of the word then that they don't have today. So the King James translators didn't need to re-explain all these terms because people knew it. People were brought up, they understood Greek when they were children. It was incredible, the, the languages. And they understood that baptism had become a familiar practice historically speaking. And by using the Greek word, it's the word ice, E-I-S, there where it says for the remission of sins. It can also mean because of or on the occasion of. So in other words, it reads like this, because you have already been forgiven, then you should be baptised this is what Peter is preaching in verse 38. You've already been forgiven. On the occasion of the fact that you know that you get remission, the forgiveness of sins. So note the order of conversion there. First, they gladly receive the word. All those that exercise saving faith, uh, they had a conversion first, didn't they? And, uh, then they, and they were converted. They came to know the Lord. They were pricked in their hearts. They believed the gospel. Then all the converted people were baptised as an identification with the church and the world for what Christ had already done in the heart in salvation. And so that, that's a thing. But there was this conviction of heart and mind that I'm, I'm a lost person, that I need salvation, that I've got to get this right that I've got to get right with God, that I've got to get saved. And it's a knowledge of that. It's a true experience of God. It's a miracle of God, salvation, isn't it? And then they joined the church membership, verses 41, and, and then they gladly received his word, baptised, and the same day they were added, under them about 3,000 souls. You could say there's church membership there. These are coming into the church and joining the church there. They're a part of the body of Christ. Um, when they get saved, but they're also a part of the body here and the local church has responsibilities. So membership is vitally important. Uh, church attendance and to prayer meetings is vitally important. Uh, it's vital that people come and pray come, it, 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 to, to know what's going on. I say to the people at Rose City, how do people know what's going on? And they say there and they hear about things you see. Uh, about prayer so it's important to pray so Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost was a convicting or convincing message well, they were convinced they were convinced that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead and they were convinced that, his, that, that, uh, that, that, that the Lord's resurrection is a glorious truth and they were convinced that there's a second coming of Christ to the earth uh, as well they were convinced about that and it's convicting message. They were convicted about uh, about their sin and about the fact that there's need of repentance and and faith in Christ. Repentance and faith, as Pastor said this morning after my message, is two sided coin, isn't it? Repentance and faith. You can't have one without the other. Is that changing of the mind, that turning away, and that 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 conviction that I'm lost. And uh, that genuine conversion requires that genuine conviction, doesn't it? Is there's a genuine conviction 
of sin in my life, I know what I'm getting saved from. It's a ministry of the Spirit of God. Salvation is a ministry of God's Spirit. God's Spirit in the Scriptures is given a number of different names, as we know. The Holy Spirit's ministry and conversion is, it, it, the Holy Spirit's so sensitive, isn't he? He's God. He's the Spirit of truth. This is what John Philip says about it. Therefore, you ought not to be deceived. We've got the truth. We need to understand how to, how to interpret it literally. But it's a spirit of truth. Therefore, we would not be, should not be deceived as believers. You know, he, the, the spirit of God is called the spirit of faith. Therefore, we ought not to be discouraged. The spirit of God is called the spirit of grace. Therefore, we ought not to be disgruntled. The spirit of God is called the spirit of holiness. Therefore, we ought not to be defiled. The Spirit of God is called the Spirit of Wisdom. Therefore, we ought not to be daunted. The Spirit of God is called the Spirit of Power. Therefore, we are not to be defeated. The Spirit of God is called the Spirit of Love. What does that mean? We not be discordant with other people. The Spirit of Truth the spirit of faith, the spirit of grace, the spirit of holiness, wisdom, power, love. And that glorious one is the spirit of a sound mind. Therefore, we're not to be disturbed. And it's a spirit of life. Therefore, there should be nothing that savours of death about us. <laughs> we have life eternal. And it's a spirit of glory. Therefore, we should not be dull as believers in God because we have an eternal inheritance and a hope and we have a life everlasting and we have a God who's taken all the sin upon the cross for us and what love and grace that is. And he has taken us and transformed us from the kingdom of darkness into a kingdom of light. He's given us not just a revamped life, but a brand new life and a hope in God that, is a, that, that, that others don't have. And what a joy. How many other people can go to a, to a funeral of a believer and rejoice? You know? I mean, this is uh, when you see, I go to a funeral, I went to a funeral of a, of a believer and it was a glorious uh, time there. And, and the man at the graveside, when the body was getting there, ready to be placed in the ground, he said, oh, we shouldn't be upset. We know that we miss this person. But this is not a funeral service. This is a celebration. Because this glorious person has been ushered into the eternal presence of our everlasting God that we dream to be with, that we hope one day that we know, we know, we know we will be with him. Oh, but our bodies desire and our groan for that presence, don't we? And all ten of these characteristics of the Holy Spirit are characteristics of the Lord Jesus Christ manifested in his humanity on earth when he was physically on this planet for those 32 years of his life. He was never deceived. He was never discouraged. He was never daunted. He was never disturbed. He always manifested grace and wisdom, power and love and the gift of the Holy Spirit 
is what makes it possible for the supernatural life of the Lord Jesus to be reproduced in us every day of our lives. The Holy Spirit, with our cooperation, lives that life in us and through us. That's the genius of Christianity. Isn't it glorious? Is his spirit pricking our hearts today? Is the spirit of truth and grace and love and holiness? Ah, is he convicting us and saying, oh, I don't really know whether I'm a child of God. But preacher, I need to come to know Christ. The spirit of God is convicting me. As a believer, is he pricking our heart? We're so, I'm so, such a hard person. I am such a hard person. We have such a great God who is gracious and merciful to persist and shows mercy and grace. Are we right with our Lord today? What a glorious privilege it is to think of only one thing, to think of our Saviour today to think of his presence, to think of his importance, to think of his grace, to think of his, his exaltation, to think of his crucifixion, to think of his resurrection, to think, to think of his coming again. Nothing else matters. Nothing else gives us any other hope. Lord, get me out of the way and just remember you. You're coming again. 45 years this church has been here. Lord could come at any time. I thank God for those 45 years that you people have had. Let's pray. Father, if you would come and stand, Lord, I, we don't want to stand ashamed before thy throne one day. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that you've been gracious and merciful to even come. Oh, Lord, when we think of our pitiful condition, Lord, we live with our sin on borrowed air. We breathe borrowed air. We are so wicked. And Father, I thank you, God, that you saw all that, all but your grace on that cross. And we give you the thanks now as you draw our hearts to thee. In Jesus' name, amen.